you can plan you know your marketing strategy and your launch and have a goal for how many leads you want to sign and how it's going to go and it will never work out exactly how you plan you have to have room and opportunity for pivoting and coming up with new ideas adjusting subject lines changing messaging angles throwing in a bonus whatever it is to meet those goals You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 472. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast and happy week. I didn't release any episodes last week, which is super rare for me, um, but it was a super full week. I came off of the first week of the year. I was snowboarding in Tahoe, which is in California, and if you followed my Instagram stories, I shared some behind the scenes of that trip, but it was crazy. Um, There was this huge storm, and it was super scary because I was by myself getting there to meet my family, so I had to drive through these like mountains with no service in the snow by myself, and it was really scary. And then I stayed there an extra couple of days so I could snowboard, which was planned, but then a huge storm came in. And so I was by myself um, and I at first was like upset, like why did I stay? And I couldn't really change my ticket to go back because of the storm. I couldn't get out of the mountains safely. And so I'm like, I'm going to snowboard and I made it and I had the best day. Like it was crazy. I went by myself, like drove through the snow, which I'm not a great snow driver. Like I haven't learned how to do that yet. Now I am. After this time, I learned a lot. But beforehand, I had really never driven in the snow. And so I was driving through the snow by myself, like people were sliding out, people were getting stuck and I'm like navigating that and I snowboarded all day and it snowed like six inches just in the hours that I was snowboarding and I came out and I had like snow all in my hair and the visibility was bad and I was having so much fun because of all the powder and I came out and I had to dig my car out and drive back and I walk in and I sit down and do a work call like five minutes after. I don't know. I was on like a high for three or four days after because it was it was scary like it was a scary experience because I was uncomfortable because I was uncomfortable from driving in the snow just being by myself in the snow and there's a lot you know if you've ever if you live in the snow you probably are like wow you're you know a baby but there's there's a lot that goes into it and so it's like digging your car out undoing the windshield whatever so it was super fun it turned out amazing but then I came back and I had almost taken that whole week off. Um, So you always come back to a busy week after that. And I just was overloaded last week a little bit. And so now I'm feeling so much better. Um, And I am feeling overall so great. Like it's been an amazing start to the year. I have, after my trip, came back really refreshed with very clear goals. Um, I took some time to do some planning while I was away. You know, anytime I travel without my kids, I always get some space to think like more so than when I'm home. Um, So I had really clear goals planned out for myself personally, the business, revenue. I had actually a big um, epiphany and change around my software that I'll share soon. And I kicked off the week and I started 75 hard and I've got my habits kind of dialing back in and I'm just feeling really, really good and really clear on where I'm going and what's happening. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And then this week, 
we are doing our marketing mastery boot camp. And so it's not too late to sign up for this. I totally dropped the marketing ball and not doing podcasts last week to announce this. So we're not all perfect guys, even us marketers. Like I knew I was dropping a ball with this, but I just, I couldn't get to it. But we have this awesome boot camp happening all this week. So the day this podcast comes out, it will be day two. And basically it's teaching everything that's working right now in marketing from mistakes that you don't want to make to content and social media, to paid ads, to offers that are going to sell really well, to strategies that are going to do really well. And I'm even doing a training on AI on Friday and just talking about like what's working now, where do you need to put your attention and where do you need to put your focus? And I decided to do something cool where we're gonna do two mini trainings a day. So at 11 a.m. Eastern time and then 4 p.m. Eastern time, I'm doing a quick 20 minute training with Q&A on top each day this week. And there will be replays, they're super limited time. We're only leaving them up just a little bit more than this week. But the training is epic. Like I keep saying to my team, I mean, the comments on the last one, I just did the first one today that was like, holy crap, like in that 20 minutes, that was so much value. And my vision for it was like, I wanna do an event where people can also pick what trainings they want to come to based on what they wanna hear the most. Just like how you, when you go to an event, there's speakers and there's different topics. And so that's what we're doing this week. If you wanna join in, you can still join in. It's totally free. I'm probably charging for the replays later on, but right now it's free. So if you go to hirschmarketing.com slash bootcamp, it will take you to that signup page. And then right there, it'll take you on the thank you page to our Facebook group, which you definitely want to be inside. Um, Lots of cool conversations. And if you can make some of my trainings live this week, it's really fun. So Make sure you join that if you haven't yet. Um, I would love to see you in there. And I just know that it's going to be really valuable for you to kind of set priorities for the year and understand what's working, what's not working, because you can't afford to be putting time and energy into something that's not worth your time and energy. So this is a holistic view of everything in marketing that's working right now. Okay, I feel like I have so many little like personal updates and things that I could share with you guys that I almost need a whole separate podcast for it because I don't know, I've been going through another like big, amazing transformation. I feel so good. But I decided in today's episode, I wanted to sit down and talk about like what I'm doing differently this year to get to $10 million as a business owner, me personally. And you know, whenever I share these, sometimes I'm like, well, this isn't relevant to everybody. Like, do they want to hear this? But you guys always really appreciate these like behind the scenes, raw and real of me sharing. And I currently feel in just such a like very aligned place with my mindset, with where I'm going, with, you know, my priorities, with how I'm spending my time, with how I'm operating. And I really, I know that this year is going to be such a big year for us. And it's it's already started out so strong and amazing. So I figured I'm going to make a list for you guys. And I'm not really like walking through all my goals. Um, I do have a lot of goals for the year, but a lot of my goals, when I plan goals, they are really habits that I'm trying to work in. And then I have bigger like revenue and savings goals. But I want to walk through like what I'm really like what my priorities are this year to get me to $10 million. And so there's some business things I'm doing. And then there's also some personal things because becoming the leader you need to be in order to get to that revenue is part of how you get there is that leadership, that personal growth. So, okay, the first thing is 
around team building. And I've talked a lot about team building in the last couple of months as I've shared behind the scenes of some epiphanies I've had and mistakes, big, big mistakes I've made around building my team and hiring. And, you know, you may or may not be um, hiring right now, or you maybe don't have a team or you do, but this is still relevant for you. So this is a recent epiphany that I had. Um, so our number one role, a lot of companies, especially service businesses, you have a role that you need more than one of. And that's always difficult to find because you get a variance of people where you'll get someone who's really good at this and not as good as this part of the role. And then you get someone who's like the opposite. They're really good at that, but they're not good at this, right? And you can't make robots. So you can't duplicate the same exact person into the role. So for us, it's the account manager role. That's the person who's client facing. They manage all the clients they that they have on their roster. They do the meetings, they do the reports. They have to have a little bit of funnel strategy, not really a little bit, but they have to have funnel strategy. They have to know ads. Like it's kind of like finding a unicorn. Um, and it's challenging. And I have been with my right hand and my director having to kind of fill in because we have account managers still in training. And I've learned not to rush that. Um, and so one thing I realized is I have to create the unicorns and not try to find them. And this is a mistake that I think a lot of people make, including myself, is you go and like once you get, if you are involved in your hiring and you are being intentional with it, it's going to feel like nobody is really a fit. And you're like frustrated and wondering, you know, how are we going to find this person? And and I don't know. I personally feel frustrated often because I just want a duplicate of myself. That sounds so terrible, but I know you guys have been there. And I don't really because a bunch of me's on my team would not actually be like a very good thing. Um, and if someone was me, they would go have a multi-million dollar business. That's the reality. So finding those team members is challenging, right? And you've got, and I've talked about like finding people who are values driven and, and looking for that and hiring for that. But one thing that I had this epiphany because I called my friend and I was like, I'm so frustrated. It's taking way too long. Like, what am I doing wrong? What am I looking at wrong? And one of the things is like, you can't go expect to find 10 unicorns, you have to go create the unicorns. And so we shifted our perspective recently in terms of like, what are the non-negotiables? And those really come down to the things you can't train. How somebody operates, for us, it's they're very driven. We're looking for very driven people, very proactive people, fast people, problem you know solvers um people who are really smart who pick up on things quickly and there's other parts of the role that we can train we have a really intense training process things even like specific marketing strategies or specific ad strategies i can put someone through a training program that if they have the values and they have the non-negotiables and the things that you can't train you cannot train motivation into someone. You cannot train someone to have a stronger work ethic. You cannot train someone to strive to be better than yesterday. Those are things somebody already has. And so I realized, and we've put a lot more attention into our actual training program and what our non-negotiables are and how we can create the best people. Not just find them, yes, find them, but then take people who need some refinement and they need to be brought into our process and create them into the best people. So that's a perspective shift that I've had. And it's going into the hiring knowing what's a non-negotiable and what is the, what are the things that you can't train. And some of this you learn from experience. Like I've learned from plenty of experience of hiring the wrong people of where we messed up. 
and not wanting to repeat that? And then what are the things that you can easily train to the right person? And that's what's going to allow you to bring someone in at the salary that you can afford. Because yeah, I could probably find a unicorn for $200,000 a year. I don't have that as a small business who doesn't have funding, right? And so I can't do that. And, and, and so I had that perspective shift. So I'm very focused on our team training and finding the right people and creating them into the best people for our business and for our clients. The second thing I just did um, as a part of my new year goal is I blocked in an hour every week that is just CEO time. And I actually might extend it, but I'm going to start with an hour. And what I'm going to do during that time specifically is I have a custom created dashboard. Every department has a tab and I have metrics in that tab that tells me how that department's doing. So marketing actually has like five tabs because I have my funnel specific stats. I have my email marketing, my podcast. I have our application stats and those are actually all separated. But then I have a tab for our ads team. I have a tab for our hiring because hiring is metrics. How many resumes have we reviewed? How many first interviews? How many positions have we filled? So I have a tab for every component of the business that I want to keep a pulse on. And I have a process for updating that. I'm not the one updating it. I have a team member who helps me keep all those things updated proactively. But if I don't set aside the time to actually review it, then I don't review it. And so I set aside time every week called my CEO time where I'm going to actually go in, look at this document, and then I'm going to do two things. I'm going to look at what's coming up over the next two to four weeks. If we have launches planned, if we're hitting our goals, if we need to up, you know, how many applications we're getting. I'm also going to look backwards and I'm going to say, how did the last two to three weeks go? Where did we mess up? Where were their struggles? Where was I really uncomfortable? Where am I feeling misaligned? And I'm going to spend that hour thinking about where are the one opportunities in the business that I'm not thinking about, I'm not paying attention to, and looking at this data, where are the problems? Where are the things that are going to become a bigger problem in 30 days from now, in 60, in 90 days from now? So for example, here's an example for you that's not even marketing related. If I know that, okay, we're hiring and our number of resumes coming in or first interviews being done has slowed way down, then that's going to be a problem in the next couple of weeks. It's maybe not a problem today because we might have residual resumes coming in from before, right? And we have interviews being scheduled from those resumes that came in. But coming in the next few weeks, that's going to become a problem. And we're going to start to not have enough people in the pipeline. And then we're not going to be filling our positions that we need. And so what can I do? I can now bring that problem to my team and say, okay, what are some things that we can do differently? Where are some other places we can go post jobs? Maybe we need to send out an email to our list. Maybe we need to um, you know, pay for a job post on Indeed, right? Here's a marketing specific one. If I'm looking at our marketing and I'm seeing a slight trend downwards in our number of applications coming in every week, we might be fine this week because we have some residual applications. We have some people still signing. It doesn't look that bad. But if that keeps declining, we're going to have a bigger problem. So I can then come to my team meeting and bring that problem and ask for solutions. So I'm setting aside specific time every single week to look at my dashboard as a company, review my data, and then think 
and just say, what are what am I not paying attention to? Where are the opportunities? Where are the problems? And also what is priority? The goal in that is never to be like, let me come up with 10 new project ideas. It's let me actually try to simplify and focus on what's the most important. Okay, the next thing I'm going to do. This is a personal one. Um, not, not personal, but it's probably... Not like personal work, um, but it's personal to me and something that I think I have a weakness in. So I am a super numbers oriented person. I'm very data driven um, and I have no problem being very numbers oriented and data driven. However, I think I can do this thing better, which is I will set revenue goals and then I kind of just like hope we make (laughs) and I'll plan out like, okay, in order to hit this month's revenue goal, Um, we need to sell this many clients, but I don't really follow up on it. Then I just kind of let us go and see through what we're doing. And if it works and we hit the goal, great. If it doesn't, we kind of move to the next month. And I don't like that. So what I'm doing instead is I set my whole, I, I did what I teach, but I set my whole year's revenue goal. And then I set what every single month has to look like in order to achieve that revenue goal. And I even took into consideration our slower summer period and not expecting huge growth during that period because that's realistic. And so I set that monthly goal and then I'm going to take each month. So I've taken January and I've said, here's how many clients that we need to sign. Here's any other revenue. Like this month we have my VIP days that I sold. So here's other revenue coming in and here's you know our estimated kind of retention and recurring revenue. And so I would set that and I was fine doing that. But then I kind of just like let it happen in the month and I didn't really revisit it. It was like, oh, we're either meeting the goal or not meeting the goal. I'm going to set up a mid-month revenue projection. So what I'm going to do is look at, okay, now we're halfway through the month. Are we on track for the new clients we need to sign, for the revenue that we're trying to bring in, for the recurring revenue that we're projecting? And if we're not, how short are we and what are we going to do about it? over the next two weeks so we still hit that goal and so working into a business room for pivoting is really important this is the same with a launch you can plan you know your marketing strategy and your launch and have a goal for how many leads you want to sign and how it's going to go and it will never work out exactly how you plan you have to have room and opportunity for pivoting and coming up with new ideas, adjusting subject lines, changing messaging angles, throwing in a bonus, whatever it is to meet those goals. And so building that in proactively is part of the key in actually achieving the goal. So I have created a process where in the middle of the month, I'm going to get this information fed to me. Basically, Emily, based on where we're at right now, we're projecting this much more revenue. Here's how much we've made so far. And so either we're going to hit it or surpass it or we're short $10,000 or whatever it is so that then I can go to my marketing team and my team and say, okay, how are we going to make this up? Let's create ideas. What do we need to change? What do we need to improve? So that's another thing that I'm doing. The next thing that I'm implementing I haven't implemented this yet, but I'm going to, and I, this is something I used to do, but I got off track as I got super involved in delivery for our clients is I'm having specific content creation time because as with, I'm sure a lot of you guys, there's always a video that you could record or a podcast episode that you could record or content that you could create because content is everything, right? And so it never feels good to be like, okay, I got to record a podcast right now. Come up with a topic. All right, let me sit here and think about it. 
or having, you know, someone like for me, it's my team is usually like, Emily, we need those videos. Emily, we need those videos. You're three days late on those videos. And I know this is a thing for you guys because this happens for our clients too. And so my solution to that is set aside an hour a week at least, that is just for creating content. And you can use that however you want. It could be to record a podcast. It could be to write social posts. It could be to record videos. It's in your calendar and it's probably going to change how you feel it every week, but you're non-negotiable doing it. And actually, ideally, it's like three hours a week would be my ideal. And I'm going to get to a place where it's like half my Friday is content creation. I used to be like that. Um, but my Friday has become catch up on everything because you don't have meetings days. So content creation, half days, full days, but at least an hour. And then what you do is at the beginning of the week, you plan out what you're going to fill in that time. So you look at your week and you say, okay, in my content creation time, I need to record these videos, this podcast, whatever. Okay. So that's another thing I'm implementing. Um, the next thing I've talked about this before, but I'm bringing it up because I know it led to it's led to my success the last few years and been really critical, and that is CEO weeks. And so I kind of made up this term. I don't know if it is a real term or not, but I made this up where you're still working, but you cancel every meeting. You don't really look at Slack or your email. Like you're basically off, but you're still working. And even better is when you can go on like a solo location. <laughs> I love going to like an Airbnb by myself, somewhere new, canceling all my meetings and having nothing but still working. During these weeks, I take myself through a process of reflection, of brainstorming, of checking on where we're at with our goals, of just thinking, thinking of what do I need to change in the business? What am I not looking at? What problems are there that I haven't paid attention to? What ideas do I have? How am I going to hit my growth goals? I usually throw some content creation into that week too, but it's a lot of honestly just thinking. I do more walks. I do more journaling. I really just process and I turn off all the distractions. All right. The next couple are going to be more um, on the personal side of things, personal development side. So this one I'm excited for. So this one is breath work. This is the year. This is the year for me, you guys, that I take this seriously as a number one priority because I recently just did this experiment and it blew my mind. So first of all, I've always done some form of meditation on and off where, you know, you're breathing. I have different apps that I like and trying to quiet the mind and I always feel better after it. And I've talked about my um, non-negotiable like stillness practice recently. And, and at first that was just kind of meditation. But I've been to a few events recently where we actually did like a breath work session. And so if you're not familiar with breath work, I would look it up um, like Wim Hof is somebody common in that industry. And every time I've done a breath work session, it's kind of crazy. Like it makes you dizzy. People like cry and yell out. Like it sounds crazy. If you've never heard of it, you're going to be like, what the heck? If you know, you know. So I have really wanted to do this more because I know that it's such a positive thing. And recently, last week, I had this week that I was really stressed and I track everything. If you've ever met me, you know, I have three wearables on me at all time. I wear a whoop, I wear a Garmin and I wear my aura. So I know how my body's doing every day because it tells me my heart rate, my HRV, my temperature, my respiratory rate. And I love it because I'm a data person. And so I was noticing on my whoop, because that's probably my favorite one. And it gives you this recovery score every day. 
And so it'll tell you like how recovered you are and it'll give you a score. And every week during the week when I was working, I was constantly in the yellow. And it didn't matter if I ate really healthy, if I slept really good, because I always get good sleep. I need a lot of sleep. I always get good sleep. I was in the yellow. And I'm like, it's something with my stress in my nervous system. And I have to do something about it. Like, I just want to try this. And so I've also gotten, and I'll just admit it, into this bad habit of taking my phone in the bed at night and watching TikTok. <laughs> which is so not me what the heck but I've been doing this and I like enjoy it it's like my tv I don't watch tv I actually we don't even have a tv in our house and so I was doing this and so I used to not even sleep with my phone in the room and so I was like you know what I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna try what if I do a five minute breathwork session before right before bed and then go to sleep and I keep my phone I still like I don't remove that variable and I keep my phone and I do my thing on TikTok and I just see if just doing that breath work is going to change my recovery and so I did it one night and then the next day my recovery was in the green it was like 86 percent and the day before it was like 60 percent so I was like okay that's interesting I'm gonna do it again I did it again my recovery was 80 percent so it wasn't quite as high but whatever it's still in the green it's still high and then I did it again and all these times I kept I was doing exactly the same thing, but I kept my phone so that I didn't remove that variable because that could very well be playing a part in it. So I kept my phone, but I just, all I did was added in five minutes of a breathwork session, which like a real breathwork where you're feeling like tingly and you're, you're doing the whole thing. And so I did that and it changed my recovery. And then I removed my phone and I just did that. I did the breathwork and then I did my phone and it went up to 89%. And so I'm committed. Like I know that this made an impact, which is so crazy because that means that it doesn't, it didn't matter how good I was sleeping. I was eating like the paleo diet. So I was like eating clean, no processed sugar, no bread last week. I was working out. I was walking. I was doing all the things, but my recovery was still not good. And it's because I was stressed. It's because like, and, and I can operate stress without knowing that I'm stressed. Like it was my nervous system. And so just doing that made a huge difference and I have the data to back it up and now I'm tracking like each day that I do breath work or don't do breath work to build the like correlation between it because Whoop can give you that data. Anyways, this is way too detailed, but what I'm doing is breath work and I'm adding that in because I think it is life-changing and you know, so many people have told me, this is the biggest thing. I, so many people that I respect, that I love, my good friends have told me, do breath work, do your meditation, do these things. And I just don't prioritize it. And so this is a, a priority for me and it's up-leveling kind of my stillness practice because breath work, it takes this extra energy. You have to really do it. And it's a little uncomfortable to me right now still. It'll probably change. But when I get into the state where like my my head is spinning, and my hands are starting to like, it's because it's like a nervous system thing. It's uncomfortable, but then it feels crazy after. So just try it. If you haven't tried it, if you know, then you know what I'm talking about. And I'm really excited to explore this. Okay. The next thing that I'm implementing. So you guys, last year I got off my habits a little bit. Like, and, and I did it somewhat on purpose because I was trying to not be so rigid in my life and so strict. And so I kind of fell off like my morning routine, um, I wasn't doing all my things, my normal things. And so I figured out this thing that I'm going to do this year that is going to kind of hack it. And I know there's been a lot of people, <laughs> there's been this like new movement out there that's like, you don't need a morning routine, just get up and work. Yeah, you could. But if you also want to 
prioritize like for me I don't want to just get up and work like I want to also be really healthy I want to also be you know mentally healthy and physically healthy I want to be present for my family and my kids and so for me I need some of these things in order to achieve that or I'm just gonna be working which is fine if that's your goal um or I won't be healthy and so the reason part of the reason that I struggle with it last year is I drive my kids to school in the morning and it takes up an hour and I don't mind it because I love talking with my kids on the way there I love kind of drinking my tea listening to my music or my audiobook on the way back but it eats into my morning and so with that I kind of fell off of all the habits that I used to do so I created this hack and so far it's working where I basically am stacking all these things that I want to do in a 30 minute time period that's a non-negotiable for me before I start my day what you actually do in this 30 minute I'm calling it like my morning mastery and it's personal what you're doing but let's say your goal is I want to do five minutes of meditation I want to journal and I want to do affirmations or whatever whatever your goal is a lot of those things are like a matter of five to ten minutes but yet so many people don't do them including myself why I don't know like because it's hard it's hard to slow down and so a lot of things that I want to do it's very short it's like it's five to ten minutes and so what I'm doing is stacking it and so for me I want to drink a cup of bone broth every morning I want to sit in front of my red lights I want to do a stillness practice I want to do like a forward vision um not affirmations I don't really do those but I like to do like thinking about my future self basically and the stillness practice so now I make my bone broth I sit in front of my red lights and I do my stillness practice and then right after I spend two minutes thinking about my future self and so then I do all those things within 20-30 minute time period before I start my day so whatever your goals are like having something that kind of sets you up before you go into the workday at least for me because once I go into the workday there's no way I'm going to stop at noon and meditate it's just it's not going to happen I know myself I know that I'm not going to do that so part of this is also I think knowing yourself and figuring out if these are my goals and if these are the habits I want to achieve how do I set myself up for success and I've made that mistake in the past where I've tried to mold myself into doing something that I just know I'm never going to do like I'm just not going to do it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't fit in with my day. One of those things is honestly stopping in the middle of the day to eat lunch or to meditate or to do something different other than working. I'm never going to do it. I'm just not. I don't want to. I only have so many hours until my nanny leaves. I like to go balls to the wall until then. Once I start, I'm in it. And then when I get out, I want to get out of it. So that's me. Okay, there's three more things. This is turning into a really long episode, but I want to give you guys my 10 things. The next thing is networking. This is something I used to do at the beginning of my business. And I think networking is kind of misunderstood. Maybe that's not the right term. Relationships. I am going to set aside time every week to really nurture strategic relationships, whether they're new, whether they're existing. I am the type of person who doesn't really have a lot of friends. I have friends, but I don't make efforts. I don't reach out. I don't text people. I don't I don't set up, you know, times to hang out. I don't set up Zoom calls. I hate I hate Zoom calls that don't have a purpose. Like I don't do those things. But there is an extent that just building relationships and making time to nurture relationships, whether that means sending a text to check in, whether that means setting up a coffee date, 
whether that means getting on a Zoom call to get to know somebody that is a potential strategic relationship. Those things are not a waste of time. And in the past, I've deemed them as a waste of time because they didn't feel like check it off the list productivity to me. And so I'm going to be making a more intentional effort this next year at my relationships because I have a lot of amazing friends and a lot of amazing connections and where I live has so many incredible people and events and I just don't go because I just stink at those things and I am an introvert and I'd rather get stuff done and work out and do my to-do list and do that. So I'm going to push myself there a little bit this year because anytime I have, it's always paid off. All right, last two things are quick. This thing, this is what we're doing for our marketing. Simplified marketing at scale. We're simplifying down how many different things we're doing, how many live events, how many funnels, how many different things we're doing, and we're scaling everything that's working. It sounds really simple, Because it is, it doesn't mean it's easy to execute, but focusing in on growing my list, growing my audience, creating the best content, creating the best value, showing up consistently, and scaling what we're doing. To me, that means scaling the the platforms we're on organically. It means scaling the ad spend that we spent. Increasing more of what's working is what we're doing this year to reach more people than we did the year before because that's how you're going to grow. If you want to grow and double your business, you need double the leads and double the audience. Most likely, not in every case, but most likely. And then the final thing, and this is carryover from last year, especially the second half of last year, and you know, is probably a number one on this list is putting our delivery first, which comes with the team building, which comes with me being involved in the business still, which comes with me putting checks and balances in place to make sure client results are there, to make sure satisfaction is there, and to make sure this is the number one priority of the company. Because to get to $10 million, I know for a fact The delivery has to be dialed in. It has to be efficient. It has to be effective. It has to get results and it has to work. So it is there, but as we grow, more holes will come. And so we're continually trying to refine. All right, you guys, this was a long episode, longer than I was planning with some personal random stories, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And if you are not in the boot camp that is happening this week, I'd love to see you in there. I think you guys will love it. Hirschmarketing.com slash bootcamp, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.